you seen the new Hellboy picture? Yes, the, I wanted the, to ask you. The, the David Harbour thing? Uh-huh. Um, you mean uh, the Ron Perlman? Right. Because it looks just <laughs> like him? <laughs> exactly. When I first saw the, the image online, I was like, oh, they're using the, the Ron Perlman yeah. uh, Hellboy. And then I, I looked, it's like a, a new new photo like, yeah no, no it, i mean it looks pretty much like him it's weird like i saw one thing where they were like at least for the first movie the first Hellboy with uh, ron perlman they showed like the detail and the muscles and the hand and everything uh versus this one where it's like he's like ripped and like you can see like the veins and it's a little more detailed and everything but um i was like but why why does his face look like exactly like ron perlman so <laughs> like he doesn't look like david harbour <laughs> i don't understand <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's like they put Ron Perlman prosthetics yeah. on his face. And yeah, like like, like legit. It's so weird. Yeah. I mean, I'm cool with it. I'm excited for, for him. I like him. But um, overall, like I, I, I also was kind of on the, the bandwagon of the, you know, the, the third one with Guillermo and Ron yeah. Perlman. But, but I'm cool with this. Uh, it sounds like it'd be neat. But uh, yeah, when that, that, that picture came out, I was like, okay, he has longer hair. Okay. <laughs> and that's it. Like, that's, that's him. So... Well, maybe they'll give him uh, Billy Goat Legs, like in the comics. Oh. You know? Is he really a Billy Goat Legs? Yeah, yeah. I guess it's really like any type of uh, mammal that has that kind of... uh, Like the hoof. That weird, like, Z-shaped or seven-shaped legs, yeah. Uh, Uh Uh-huh. Where uh, the knee's, like, in the back of the Yeah, it's like, yeah. But nobody calls them, like, deer legs or cow legs or something about goats. (laughs) Maybe just because it's more metal. Or something. Yeah. yeah. That's weird. Uh, I did not realize that that was in the, the comics. So, mm-hmm. yeah. The more you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, are we doing it? I think we're doing it. I think we're just doing it because I don't know what else to say. <laughs> that still counts. All right. Well, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff, a uh, podcast about love and relationships. And Hellboy. Uh, and Hellboy, <laughs> which has a love and relationship plotline, at least in the first movie. So we'll see. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what else. What else happens in the comic books? But I'm, I know that. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. yeah. No. I was pretty sure that love story featured pretty heavily in the comics. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't read a lot. No. But <laughs> All right. Uh, so today's show topic is our favorite cover songs, which is kind of I mean, like, it's not all my favorites that I chose. It's my it's some good ones that I like right now basically, but I love cover songs so much. Uh, and I think you do as well. I do. Yes. Yeah. There, there's not really a, um, a cover song that has ruined an original song for me. I know yeah. some people freak out about it and be like, Oh, you ruined that song. No, that's not true. No. That's not, not how it no, works. No, I totally just, yeah, I totally don't agree with that. Like, uh, like for movies, it's different with remakes and stuff I feel. And I think maybe just cause there's such like a grand scale versus a song, like, you know, three minutes versus, hours and like the time that goes into it and everything but uh for me like the more cover songs the better everybody should do one i don't care i like them all (laughs) like i don't like them all but i like that people do them all yes you know yeah certain and i don't think it ruins it yeah yeah certain cover songs that are done well can yeah uh, can compete with the original version sometimes it might even be better than than the original version yeah which uh speaking of like I'd say uh, we're we're doing ten songs each, and um, nine of mine are kids' bop songs. Uh, same with you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, most most of mine are uh, church related kids' bop songs. Oh, okay. So, uh, Excellent. The audience is in for a treat 
today. You like you like those kids bop hymns? <laughs> <laughs> oh, please Who don't, doesn't? Please don't say bop hymns. That just sounds dirty. <laughs> I don't like it. Bop him. Bop it. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but first, before we jump into the cover songs, um, I do want to remind our listeners that uh, you can follow us on Twitter at LTASpod. And you can also send us your questions on Twitter or by emailing us at let's talk about stuff podcast at gmail.com. And uh, we have a couple of shout outs from uh, a couple of new Twitter followers. Um, we've got one Mr. Danny Fisher, who's been a long time oh. coming. Um, he sounds like a cool guy. <laughs> I have a feeling <laughs> that you are familiar with him and his work. Yep. My brother finally, finally followed us. Very, very much thankful for that, Danny. Yes. Yeah. He's been listening, listening since the beginning, right? Uh, no, I don't think he's listened yet. Oh, he's okay. known about it. <laughs> he has known about it, but he is not a podcast listener, um, in general. Oh, like, I, I don't know that okay. he's ever listened to one at all. Okay. And so he was like, oh yeah, that's cool. But I don't know that he's listened to one yet. So yeah, we're going to say he's been a listener since the beginning. Da- sure. Danny, I'm just going to assume you've been listening the entire time. <laughs> it's going yeah. to uh, make me feel better about myself as a person. <laughs> Totally. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for listening, Danny. We appreciate it. And uh, the other uh, shout out we have is a new Twitter follower named Jesse Hobson. Now, I don't know if this is legit or not. So mm-hmm. um, I, I pulled up Jesse. Neither you or I were familiar with this person. Yep. And it's possible that he could have just found us and followed us because he listened to us and liked us. But he's got 10,000 something followers. So probably not likely. And he may just be. That's looking for us to follow him. It's a little out of our wheelhouse. Right? We're used to people that follow or follow by like 15 people. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so we're just unsure. So uh, I'm going to challenge Jesse, if you are in fact listening to us, to um, help us out. Retweet us, you know, let, <laughs> contact us on Twitter. Let us know that you are in fact following us. Um and uh, say, hey, motherfuckers, I'm a fan. Right. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> promoting him because at Jesse Hobson is not his Twitter handle or anything like that. His name is Jesse yeah. Hobson, but he has a different Twitter handle. So um, let us know, Jesse, if you are, in fact, listening. Otherwise, I'm going to assume you are, in fact, a robot. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. And those do exist. Yes, absolutely. The bots have taken over the Internet, <laughs> man. They're everywhere. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to reveal what everybody is waiting with bated breath for, which is mm. Stephen Fisher. What, oh. what are you drinking? All right. I'm excited. I think you would like this. I haven't had it yet, but my sister-in-law recommended it and she loves it. So I am drinking a blue mint, blue moon cinnamon horchata ale. Wow, okay. Uh, and I think I said horchata, but I think it is actually horchata. Horchata. Uh, but uh, I haven't had it yet, so I'm excited. I do like uh, horchata. I was uh, introduced to that. You know, Have you had that before? Never. No, I've never had that before. Do you know what that is? Um, nope. <laughs> it's awesome. I, 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 I have never like heard some, of it yet. Isn't that a, a Mexican food-related yeah. type of thing? Yeah, it's like a Mexican like milk drink. Okay, um, yeah. It's like lighter than, like it's like with water too, I guess. It's like like thinner than milk, um, but it's like with cinnamon and it's just really good. Um, I had some cooks uh, when I worked at a restaurant who made it one time and I was like, that looks weird. And they were like, you should drink it. And it was delicious. Awesome. So I'm, ho- I'm really hoping this is good. So uh, we'll see. Good. Yeah, I love Blue Moon anyway. So yeah, any, any type of spice they add to it, I, I always tend to like it. Brent, 
I think you're going to like this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. I'm going to have to find some. I didn't know that was a You should a try it. Yeah. I didn't know that was a flavor. Try to find it somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> right now? Because we are recording. Go out. Nope. Right now. I will pause. Okay. Be back in 50 minutes. Okay. That's what you got. <laughs> no, but it's light. It's uh, It's got that cinnamon flavor, but it's not too strong. It's just like a... It's still like a blue moon, I guess, but mm-hmm. not like not so orangey and everything, but it's good. I like it. Is it something that you would drink more in the fall or is it something that came out in the summer? Yeah, and I think it's I I'm I'm hoping it's not more like a kind of like the pumpkin spiced everything, yeah. but even though yeah. that that doesn't actually necessarily bother me. Uh pumpkins are good, spices are good. <laughs> uh but yeah, it seems kind of like a fall drink for sure. Yeah. Um, I would definitely drink this uh, in the fall. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, blue moon's really good about putting out the different seasonal drinks and, uh-huh. and with the cinnamon that kind of reminds me of uh, something that might be more fall related yeah. um people don't tend to like cinnamon in the summer um yeah i know as per pepsi fire that uh <laughs> that you and i had a, a conversation about and uh yep. just savage and yeah uh, i went to a convenience store today to get a soda i don't drink a lot of soda but yep. i went today and uh, pepsi fire was nowhere to be found uh, oh. as it should be <laughs> so, fuck that drink. it's in a landfill hopefully still on fire right. <laughs> whatever ba- it may be it's buried with all of those et atari games yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> but nobody's gonna go back and try to find the pepsi fire nobody's no. gonna dig that up like no. 20 or 30 years later yeah nope. unless it becomes radioactive which it may be already yeah, yeah. so <laughs> so what are you drinking today i am drinking in honor of uh, your passing um and i mean when you Leave, I was like, when you leave Oklahoma and go back to Texas, um, oh, okay. I uh, am drinking the uh, the beer that you picked out from our pick six that we didn't ah. get to. So the Line and Kugel oh, Sunset nice. Wheat. Um, I figured I would try that. I, I do like Line and Kugel. Uh, very difficult to say when you're not drunk. So uh, we'll mm. see how easy it is once I am drunk. Sure. Um, but uh, but yeah, I've I've liked some of their previous drinks before. So uh, we're gonna open this up and and give it a go here. Sweet, delicious nectar. That is very good. Awesome. It has a, um, kind of a, a, a sweetness to it, maybe a little bit of mm-hmm. uh, honey and lemon in there. But uh, but yeah, you've done it again, Lionel Google. <laughs> See, it's happening already. Lock of the cool. That, what, that first sip, that's what always gets you. <laughs> Straight to drunk. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, all right. So do you want to move on to talk about our mini topic this week? Yes. The mini topic that we were struggling so hard not to text all of it right. so we could actually save it for this. Yes, yes. let's do that. Yeah, um, <laughs> and, and this is a, probably a couple of weeks behind when it was announced, but uh, evidently Warner Brothers and DC Entertainment want to do a Joker origin movie. Um, yeah. And my first thought was, do we need this? Is this yeah. something that... Oh, I don't know why I said, yeah, no, we don't. Okay. (laughs) I want to get that on the record straight out the gate. (laughs) Steven wants to see the Joker origin movie. (laughs) He said it right there in the podcast. I heard a guy say it on a podcast once. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think anyone needs this. Um, No. Going back to the the comic side of things, um, because that's what I know best, there's not really a definitive (laughs) origin for the Joker, and it's not like anyone is clamoring for it. Yeah, I was going to say, there shouldn't be. Yeah, I mean, I, I really don't care. I don't need to humanize this this individual. You know, I, yeah. don't, I don't care what happened to him as a child to make him this way or or anything like that. And it's yeah. going to be one of these things where you're going to see Leonardo DiCaprio or whoever they, they decide to cast. Um, mm-hmm. That was one of the names that, names that has been kicked around. 
This line in Google hit me hard, evidently. But um, <laughs> I, I don't need to see somebody build up to being a character I know of for 90 or 100 minutes or whatever. And then in the last couple of scenes of the movie, he turns into the Joker. I'm just not yeah. really not really interested in that. Um, and I really don't... I'm sure they they could potentially make a good Joker movie, but it's just not... They've had a good track record with movies lately. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, but yeah, I don't. I, I I have negative desire to see this. Oh wow! Happen. Yeah, yeah. So when we were briefly discussing it through text and everything before this, uh, one of the things that I had brought up was um, when I first read the Wolverine Origins, or is it Wolverine Origin? Is it's it called the book title. It's just called Origin. But Origin. They may oh, okay. Have, they may have retitled it for. Okay. Later collections or whatever. Yeah. So that was like one of the first comic books I got. And then uh, apparently you were saying too, this was kind of the fan reaction overall. But uh, definitely for me, I was like, what, what the second I read it, I was like, oh, I didn't need that. Right. Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't need to know. I, I specifically don't want to know Wolverine's backstory uh, just as much as the Joker. Like, I, I think it's funny too that they're doing this because everybody, you know, regards the Nolan Batman films as so, so highly, you know. And it, when the Joker appears, like, he tells these stories about how he got, got, got the uh, smile, the lines on his face, mm-hmm. uh, spoilers for, for The Dark Knight. And he, he says, like, three or four different versions of that story, and it's, like, fantastic as he keeps doing it. Because you're right. like, oh, nobody knows where the hell he came from. He, like, made his own clothes or some shit. Like, they're not, like, off the rack or, right. like, he got them somewhere. Like, it's all so obscure and weird and, like... That's why he's so awesome. Like, I don't I don't need to know why he got there. He's just what he is. <laughs> right, yeah. And that's why he's so menacing, too, so. Yeah, and as a lot of people have pointed out, in that movie, he's just a force of nature. He just blows yeah. through town and causes all of this havoc and devastation, and that's really all we need. You know, we've got yep. Batman as our, our focal point for that, and seeing his interaction with a character like that yeah. is, is really what we like to focus on for the most part. Yeah. Um, Another thing is um, that this movie would be outside of the current DCEU film continuity. So the uh, Jared Leto version of the Joker would be totally different than this version of the Joker, but they would exist simultaneously. And even though I hate that version of the Joker, the the, the one that was in Suicide Squad, Jared Leto's Mm -hmm. version, it seems like if they were going to tell this origin now, they should do it with him just to avoid audience confusion. And I know yeah. people like you and I and a lot of our listeners would understand, oh, this is this movie is outside of that continuity. There are still people who think if they want to go see Spider-Man Homecoming, they have to go watch all three of the Sam Raimi versions and then the <laughs> Andrew Garfield versions. I was talking to somebody at work this week uh, about oh, yeah. that. They're just like, oh, yeah, I haven't seen... Uh, uh, the three most recent Spider-Man movies. Like, no, you, no, that's not how it works. It's a totally different thing. So, um, I, I forget that sometimes that people don't really aren't aren't that involved in it. They don't really understand that kind of stuff, and it, it does get confusing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in in the comics, there are multiple different storylines for different characters uh, that happen simultaneously, or their whatever that story is may take place at an ambiguous time, but. It all yeah. kind of goes into the same general canon, or sometimes you just know ahead of time it's not part of that continuity or, or whatever it is. There's, I, I guess there's better context for it, but mm-hmm. the, the film, it just seems like it would be confusing, I guess. Yeah. 
Um, well, and like, I guess, I don't know if he, they're even still moving forward with like a Suicide Squad 2 or, or whatever. Like, that if Jared Leto's, you know, Joker would come back after that would be even more confusing. Like, theoretically, that's what they're planning because this will be outside of that. So it's like, it's like let's introduce a new Joker, then let's do a, like a spinoff movie where it's a whole new actor that has nothing to do with these other movies and then bring it all, like, it's like, what are you doing, DC? Right. What is going on, you know? Yeah, uh, from what I understand, Warner Brothers is fast-tracking Suicide Squad 2. Yeah. So that's probably a good sign. Uh, you really <laughs> want to make sure say. that you, you rush, rush your film franchises. <laughs> um, Especially that one. Oh. Ugh. Yeah, that one uh, that one was rough. I'm not, <laughs> certainly not looking forward to that or to this yeah. uh, new Joker movie. And, um... My other question was, do you care? Which I think we've we've answered. Yeah, uh, no. No. I keep doing that. No. I don't know why. I, yeah. No, I got No. I don't have to think <laughs> about it. Not really. I mean, the most I'm intrigued by it is the casting for it. I'm, I'm curious about that because I thought when they... I like Jared Leto so much as an actor, and he's blown me away with, like, his recent roles, um, his recent, like, Oscar-caliber roles. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was like a really inspired choice. And then the way that they went with it, where I was like, he's like a hot topic employee <laughs> come to life or something. Like uh, I was not into that at all from the, the trailers and the photos and stuff. And and so then talking about Leonardo DiCaprio also, I'm like, okay, he's a great actor. I love him. But I can't even picture him in, as the Joker. <laughs> like I can't get behind that at all. I don't know. Yeah. So it seems I'm kind of curious odd. for that. Yeah. For the Suicide Squad version of the Joker, the reason you know he's insane is because he has the word damage written on his forehead maybe you're not picking up the subtext of it Mm. but um they really went deep on it and um everybody knows that a tattoo you you essentially just write it on your head real quick you're like 15 seconds you're out of there um it's not something that you have to sit down and somebody focuses on for a long (laughs) amount of time especially with all the ha ha ha's on his shoulder and everything probably got in and out of there um no yeah i hate hot topic joker Juggle over. That's the movie that I want to watch. I just want to watch him at a tattoo chair. For, well, wait a minute. For, what for what if the, the Joker origin movie focuses on him at yeah. at a tattoo parlor and he's just getting all those tattoos? Wait. Sitting, sitting there with his bare feet exposed. Oh, and it's just like a one. It's like a one room movie. Right. That would be that would be like game changing for a right. superhero movie, right? <laughs> this could work, man. I, I've this talked could myself work. back into this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Let's make Damn. this happen. <laughs> I, I'm I'm kind of excited now. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> what if they cast instead of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio? What if they cast Bill Skarsgård as the Joker? All right, hold on a second. His his star is rising because of it. He is yeah, and he's impressed me a lot. Um, it's like two kind of like clown clownish characters though. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that he wants to get typecast. So. Well, I'm pretty sure he wants to make money though. So. That, okay. That might be, okay. Might be good, good way to go. Um, he's kind of tall and, and angular looking. He's got sharp uh-huh. features. Um, if you dye his hair green, you know, I could see a Joker there. Um, I could get behind that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they could just like swap him for Jared Leto and just yep. forego just all the like tattoos and everything. He's like, yeah, I I don't know, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> totally. totally oh, different. okay. No, I I got it. So Suicide Squad Two opens up with the Bill Skarsgård version of the Joker. He walks in and he looks badass. However that version is to you, Brent, I'm going to go with that version. Okay. Right? He walks in and he says, this fucker was like portraying me. Did you guys see this? This guy was saying he was the Joker, but he's not. I'm the Joker. Wipe the slate clean. 
I'm the Joker now. <laughs> Gets in my chopper. The, hey, that that would work, you know? Whatever they need to do just to wipe their hands <laughs> of that movie, I'm down with. So this will work for me. Move forward with that version. That's cool. I still won't go see it because <laughs> fuck the DC. Because of you, all but... of the other reasons. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah no, but... I, I hear you there. Um, but yeah, I think we've... Uh, I think we've come up with a solution for DC. So yep. um, get at Steven, you know? All right. Do what? Get at me? Yeah. <laughs> Warner Brothers. Come at me, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on to our uh, main topic of uh, cover songs. So I will uh, kick it off uh, with my first song, which is Pursuit of Happiness by Lissy, um, originally by Kid Cudi. And uh, I found this song on YouTube originally, and uh, it's a great video. It's, it's live, and she's just kind of rad. Cush a bit, little bit, roll it up, take a hit, feeling lit, feeling like 2 a.m. summer night. I don't care, hands on the wheel, driving junk, I'm doing my thing, rolling the Midwest side. All right, so it's, it's like a... Um, like a rock band doing it. So a lot of mine, uh, as I go through these, it's kind of like, I, I really like cover songs that are like hip hop or rap that are done either acoustic is what I really like a lot of times, but um, kind of done in a, like a guitar way, essentially like a rock way. Um, so this one is no exception for that. Um, I just really like, like the song has a lot of passion. That song is good anyway. The Kid Cudi version of uh, Pursuit of Happiness is also really good. Um, but uh, I really like this version a lot. Um, she actually has this on an album, and she has like two that I've, I've only ever heard covers from her at all, but I think she has her own stuff. But she has an album called Covered Up With Flowers, and it's like an EP. It's like six or seven songs. She does like Bad Romance by Lady Gaga, um, Nothing Else Matters by Metallica, and they're all kind of the same thing. Um, I really dig her voice and stuff. Um, and then uh, another band that I, I mentioned before, uh, the Airborne Toxic Event, that's my favorite band, does a cover of this song as well based on her version. So oh, I wow. love hers, but they'll do it live at concerts. And so whenever they do it, I get to hear the song that way kind of live and it's badass. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, I'm not familiar with that Kid Cudi song. Um, oh, I know really? a couple of his songs, but I don't, I don't know that one for whatever reason, but, uh, it's good. but I, yeah, I liked what you, uh, you played for me there. So I definitely yeah. checked that out. Is it, is it something that you said it's on Spotify? Right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, so I guess we could say that real quick is, uh, um, all of our songs that we did choose, we made sure that they were on Spotify um, because we made a playlist that we're going to share on Twitter and everything with uh, with all of these um, so people can go listen to all of them. But um, yeah, I made sure that was on there. But when I found it, it was on YouTube. And uh, the video I just like, it's like a black and white concert video, essentially, of her doing the song. And she's just rad. Like in the beginning, she's like, I'm going to do this song uh, by Kid Cudi and I'm, I'm going to take a shot of tequila first. And everybody's like, woo! <laughs> and she's just, she's just cool. So it's, it's kind of fun to see her do it. And then I just listen to it all the time now. But uh, I like that video a lot, too, of it. So That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I definitely liked what you played for me. So I'm going to go back and check that song out. Right on. Um, on the opposite end of the spectrum, uh, a song that uh, I would not probably recommend for you. But uh, <laughs> you know what? We're going to play it anyway. Is a, uh, a song by Dio that was covered by one of my favorite bands, Kill Switch Engage. Um, back in the day, Dio had a song called Holy Diver, and there was a music video that he put out for it where um, he was in like a knight's armor, and it was very like Camelot, you know, castles and 
sword fighting and, and jousting and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, and then Kill Switch, they went and covered it, and they did a similar thing, but they really had a lot of fun with it. The um, the princess that they're trying to save is just the guitarist that's dressed uh-huh. up in a princess costume. And, like <laughs> he has sideburns like and everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so awesome. uh, they, they had a lot of fun with it, and it is one of my uh, favorite covers. Um, the lead guitar that they've added to the song um, is different from the original version that Dio did, but um, it just really kicks ass. So I'm going to play that for you right now. I uh, I don't know that that song, that original song either. This is interesting. So um, yeah, I I actually found the original song because of this cover, which is one of the oh, nice. unique things about cover songs is that it's something where you can actually go back and fairly easily find the original version, and you don't have to invest a whole lot of time into going back to revisit it like you would sure. if a um, if someone remade a movie or something like that. You'd have to kill an hour and, and change to to go back yeah. through it. Unless somebody does an entire cover album or whatever, but um, but yeah, so that is my uh, my first favorite cover song. Yeah, right on, and, oh, I, and I agree with that too. Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say when I say first favorite, I, I don't mean that our lists are in any type of favorite yeah. order or <laughs> oh, anything yeah. like that. Um, this is just. Uh, the the first one that I've mentioned so far. Yeah, I didn't put mine in any order, and, and again, these aren't even necessarily my favorites. I was trying to go back, like uh, I used to have a playlist of um, cover songs, and I had like sixty plus on there on iTunes. Yeah. But I'm using Spotify now, and I uh, I when I change computers, I don't like to um, bring my iTunes over. I like to like make everything kind of new again, so I lost that playlist. But um, but I like a lot of different cover songs, so this is just like some that I liked. But uh, uh, but yeah, I'll have to listen to that. Um, I, and I I do agree that it's um, it's kind of fun to be able to go back because. Uh, you you like you might even find the song like that um, that you like and then be like oh I like this song and then you look it up and you're like oh this is a cover okay and right. then you'll find that and you go down the rabbit hole and it's really fun yeah and, it is uh, and easy to do yeah and so, you can see all of the other different versions of the cover song and see how yeah. people interpret certain things yeah it's really kind of fun that's why I like cover songs too yeah to see the different interpretations even when they're shit and I'm like all right well you tried that and you're awful but. You right. know, <laughs> lo- looking at you, kids, Bob. <laughs> what are you talking about? Those are incredible. <laughs> but uh, all right. So uh, my next song is uh, by the Airborne Toxic Event that I had just mentioned. And um, they did a cover of Goodbye Horses. And uh, this was originally by Q Lazarus. And this is the main song that people uh, reference from uh, Silence of the Lambs. Have you ever seen that before? Oh, a long time ago. Yeah, I don't remember okay. much of it. So there's like an infamous scene of Silence of the Lambs where uh, the killer, uh, Bill, is like dancing by like naked. <laughs> oh, right. yeah. And he's like, would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. Is and that he's where listening. he tucks his junk in between his Yeah, legs? and he tucks his junk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Which actually, I always think of that song from um, uh, Clerks 2, because uh, Jay does that. He like pulls his trench coat, <laughs> up, <laughs> coat open and they're like dancing to that song. Uh, so the Airborne Toxic Event had done a cover of the song, and I like it a lot. It's pretty similar to the to the other version, uh, uh, but here we go. Horses, 
So it's uh, it's not too much different, but I like they'll do like uh, a lot of strings that band. That's why I like some of their music, and they'll do a lot of like layering and stuff like that. Um, but what I particularly like too is that song is associated with that really weird ass scene with a serial killer inside of the lamps. <laughs> but they had recorded this live at the uh, Walt Disney uh, concert hall. Uh, okay. years ago when they first came out. And so just like thinking of them recording that at Walt Disney just like cracks me up. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Sometimes it's the context of things that, uh, yeah, exactly. That really get you. Yeah. But they'll play that at uh, concerts as well. And it's always fun. Cause that song is actually really good, uh, regardless of that movie, but that's my mind instantly goes to that as well. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, my next song is by a band called our last night and you can look them up on YouTube. They do a, bunch of covers of a bunch of like different types of songs pop or sometimes hip-hop or other rock songs um they are a probably more associated with a hard rock band but um sometimes they have some metal double bass and um like screaming vocals or whatever but uh my favorite song by them is can't feel my face but that is uh, was originated by the weekend the weekend nice and um, they do <laughs> yeah. a really cool version of it. Um, their version has some uh, pretty awesome guitar riffs in there that just don't exist at all in the original. Um, but I do like this version quite a bit, so I'm going to play that for you now. But yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot faster at certain points. Sometimes they keep the, the same tempo as the song, but usually on a lot of their covers on the second verse, they kind of speed it up a little bit or it gets a little bit heavier there. But um, but yeah, they do a great version of, of this song. So um, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and say I like it better than the original yeah. song. Itself. I was going to say, it's do just, you like the uh, original song? Yeah. I do. Yeah, I like I like The Weeknd. Um, I don't... Uh, know a lot of his songs beyond the the singles that have been released um but i do like that song but this song just kind of plays to uh the type of music that i'm into so yeah which i also dig so like i, I like music so much um and i i don't talk Humble about brag. as much <laughs> i don't talk about it as much as movies um i'm more personal with my music generally um mm-hmm. i'll share things with people that i if, once i kind of know what they like or whatever i might share them but uh, i really just kind of curate my own list and everything but um i like a variety of things but i also like kind of things that like in my wheelhouse like i like rock and i like like pop punk and stuff so some of my you know covers that i like like that like this like you like the weekend you like that song but you also like this cover because it sounds like your other music and it's kind of like, right. oh, this fits in. It's kind of different and fun. And like, uh, I like the that cover songs kind of kind of do that as well. When it's like interesting to hear like a hip hop or a pop song, you know, go to something a little hardcore or whatever. So I like right. the transformative nature of cover songs. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's the the biggest word I can say right now with <laughs> <laughs> the beard, me. <laughs> biggest word I can say right now is poop. <laughs> uh, so my next song is uh, whatever you like by Anya Marina, um, originally by T.I. Right, yeah. uh, Have you heard the song, her cover already? I've not heard her version of it, but to the original version, I'm going to quote a great man and say, hell yeah. Oh, yeah? Okay, awesome. Right, Uh, yeah, I like the original version. (laughs) Right on. So, yeah, I like that song. Uh, It's a good song, but uh, we first heard this uh, years ago. We went, uh, Amanda and I went to a Jason Mraz concert, and she opened for him. 
we never even heard of her before, and she opened with this song, and it was pretty awesome. So it does kind of pick up, um, and, it, and it gets like like band, like like a band joins her and everything like that. But I really like it because it's um, her voice is like really kind of like smoky, like um, it just sounds fucking sexy. I'm gonna say it. I mean, yeah. the song is about you know like like whatever you like, and it, just the way that things talk about like it says like a line about like uh, so wet, so tight, or whatever. And just hearing like a girl sing that in this like cool, sexy voice. It's all like awesome, right? <laughs> it's all so good, and uh, so I really like it. And I actually listen. I don't even have the Ti version, but I listen to this all the time. Uh, I have it like in my you know regular playlist and like that. So um, glad, super glad that we found her randomly at a concert. She has a few other songs of her own that we like as well. Uh, but this cover, I've, I've always really dug for a few years now. So that's awesome. Yeah, I like when um, songs are reinterpreted by a different gender. It yes. brings a different context to things, I think. Yeah. Um, and her voice is so kind of, uh, so fragile. Yeah. And to sing something that was by a, a rapper who, you know, most rappers have, uh, they pride themselves on their bravado and everything. Uh-huh. I think that's a, a really cool contrast. I really like when stuff like that is done. Yeah, right on. I totally agree. Um, so we will move on to my next one. And... Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to uh, I'm going to jump into this one pretty quickly. It is a song uh, by Katy Perry, uh, covered by "Woe Is Me." The song is called "Last Friday Night TGIF." Oh, I'm excited. So the song is kind of ridiculous. It's um, really <laughs> sugary sweet at the beginning, similar to um, the song itself. Uh, very clean vocals. Um, there's a, a filter on it. Um, at a certain point, the vocalist clears its throat, and then the, the rough vocals come in, and it, uh, it's pretty brutal from there. There's double bass that and, and everything. That was hilarious. It, it gets metal as fuck pretty quick. Um, but I, uh, I, I don't really care for the original song. Oh, but yeah. the this cover I, I like quite a bit, and um, it's made me go back and appreciate the original version a little bit more. Uh-huh. But uh, when I think of this song, um, I think of the the uh, the metal version of it. Yeah. So <laughs> that's how the song lives for me. I remember. That is uh, awesome. I can't remember where I was, but I, I saw the music video somewhere, um, like out in the wild, and. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, I wonder who's covering the song because it doesn't sound as good. And then I realized it was, it was Katy Perry. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm not, not a big fan of Katy Perry, but um, I, uh, I like this, uh, this version of her song. Well, uh, so a couple of things. I actually really like Katy Perry. <laughs> Do you, okay. Uh, uh, but uh, the beginning of that, I was like, okay, okay, because right? <laughs> it sounds like some of the other ones that I chose, like I like a lot of like pop punk bands and stuff, and so it sounded yeah. kind of like – one of the things that I might even have on this list, but uh, uh, some other songs that I have. Uh, but yeah, then it went totally Brent, I would say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> went totally and for those Brent. listening... Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Show title. 
<laughs> for those listening at home, uh, you couldn't see Brent as he was uh, playing this for me, but uh, he got super excited whenever it <laughs> <laughs> and held up the uh, the horns whenever it went metal, and that was pretty rad. Double horns. <laughs> uh, all right, so. Uh, my next one is uh, more of a funny one, but it's actually a legit song that I fucking love. And I sing a lot in the car. Um, and it is uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart by the Dan Band. Uh, yes, so, yeah, I love this song. Right. So... I first heard this song with most people in the movie Old School because uh, they were the wedding band uh, and they played that at Will Ferrell's wedding in the beginning of the movie. And it's awesome because he cusses a lot in the song and throws that in there. <clears throat> and and Will Ferrell and, all, and his bride are like dancing to it and then he cusses and they're kind of like everybody starts like looking around like what's happening? And it was just like such a funny moment. And then I was like, I need to find this song. And back in the day, like, there was no way to find this. As far as I remember, I got this like on Napster or something uh, originally, but uh, uh, or something like that. But um, yeah, I I love this song. I, they have a few other songs, the Dan Band. They're mostly funny like this. Uh, I think mm-hmm. they have a few other covers I like. But uh, yeah. this was uh, originally, I should say, by Bonnie Tyler. I forgot to mention that as well. Uh, but to me, the Dan Band version of the song is the version that lives on. Yes. Yeah. I, that's, I'm the same way. I'm the exact same way. When I think of, of that particular song, I think of the Dan Band's version of it. Yeah. So this yeah. is one of my songs. I, uh, I used, we used to karaoke with some friends a lot, and uh, this is one of the songs that I would always request. But the thing is, the Dan Band version of the song is like two and a half minutes long. The Bonnie Tyler song is like four or five minutes long. And it just keeps <laughs> repeating that chorus. And eventually yeah. people get really sick of you just throwing in cuss words. Uh, it gets like really old, you know, like it's not so much fun after like the third or fourth chorus. Um, so, um, and there's not like space for it cause their version is kind of faster and different and, and everything that hers. Right. But, uh, so I still like to, to do that too and, and throw it in and everybody always gets a laugh out of it whenever I do that at karaoke. So it's a fun one to do, <laughs> but, uh, it's one of those songs that, uh, brightens the mood. Yeah. yeah. Going on. yeah. It just becomes yeah. a little redundant after a while. And then you're kind of just right. like, just cut it off. It's I'm fine. We're fine. We don't need it. Because you, you get to a 10 so early on in the song. Yeah, exactly. You've got another three minutes yeah. <laughs> left of it. And so. then it, everybody just starts going back to the bar and they're like, this guy will finish soon. So. Right, right. <laughs> well, Stephen, as long as we are being ridiculous, um, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and uh, go on to my next song. Um, let's uh, let's travel back. Let's go back to 1997, um, back before I could drive. Good year. Yeah, back before I could drive. Back before um, I I really was able to go out and buy my own music because I lived in a podunk town in northeastern <laughs> Oklahoma. Uh, we didn't have anything like that. So, um, really, I was. I had my ear suction cup to the radio and whatever was coming on at that time is, was my jam. Um, and there was a song that came on uh, in 97 that blew me and some of my friends away. <laughs> uh, my friend Ross in particular, if you're listening to this, you probably know what I'm going to say. Uh, I'm talking about the cover of George Michael's Faith by Limp Biscuit. Ooh, good call. I forgot all about that. So, 
The original song did not have record scratching in it, but, <laughs> but this one did. Are you and, sure? Uh, right. I'm, I'm, I'll have to go back and listen to it, but I'm pretty sure it does not. Yeah. Um, to me, back in the day, that was really one of the first major exposures to record scratching mm. that I, I'd, I'd noticed, and um, that just kind of blew my mind back in the day, and that was something that, that hooked me, and I later on pursued um, because I was bought my own turntables and joined some bands and everything, like I mentioned in a previous episode. But um, yeah, that song was uh, uh, something that young Brent listened to regularly <laughs> once he got the album. And uh, it's still a song that comes on the radio every once in a while while I'm at work. And, uh, and I'm just like, hell yeah. You know, I, still, I still like this this version of this song. It's, it's really good. <laughs> it is. It's like a it's, really good song. <laughs> And that's something that uh, another thing that, that covers can do is they can be like so over the top and ridiculous that it's just like so much fun. Yeah. You know, like I don't care if the, the quality is bad. I don't care if it's by Limp Biscuit. Yeah. Uh, I still fucking love it. So yep. um, I'm with that's you. Why, that's why it was my uh, fourth pick here. I distinctly remember watching MTV during spring break because uh, it used to be like yep. so I don't know. I don't think that's a thing anymore. Like on MTV. I don't know that kids actually care to watch that. But uh, back in the day, no like. Idea. Everybody watched that seemingly, you know, and yeah. I remember them performing that and I, I didn't know who they were. It was the first time I'd ever seen them. It's the first time I ever heard them. And they played that song and I was like, what the fuck is this? It was awesome. <laughs> and it was like the song of that whole summer, you know, like everybody right, played yeah. that. It was everywhere. Yes. Yeah. Good it call. Was, it was. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Nice one. What's your next song, Steven? All right. So uh, my next one is uh, a little song called Baby Got Back. <laughs> yes by yes. mr jonathan colton uh so okay. this is uh I'm familiar with him right okay so this is one of the ones that uh is a like hip-hop song uh done in like an acoustic way and uh it was originally by sir mix as everybody knows uh but uh here we go Like the other ones that I had mentioned, I just love like the the acoustic quality of things. And this, one, I mean, it has like other instruments in there too, but it's it's kind of like an acoustic guitar, and it's just kind of stripped down. I just really like those. I like the, like turning something that um, is so you know, like hip hop, it can be like fast, and it's like maybe hard to hear the lyrics. I can usually hear the lyrics better this way too, but uh, I just really like making like a, a a song with like a lot of curse words, or like this one that has like a lot of like sexual imagery and then just making it like a light airy pops like a light airy like acoustic <laughs> pop song you know like <laughs> something about it just like catches me and i just love it so um he's super yeah. funny uh jonathan colton is and this version is really great um i really love the sir mix a lot version like everybody does uh but this one is just so much fucking fun and every time if i if nobody has heard this version and i play it for them i played it for a friend the other day and she was just blown away she was cracking up the whole time so <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. I, I'd never heard that version before. Oh, awesome. Um, the, uh, the the song itself reminds me of Dynamite Hack's cover of Boys in the Hood from... You don't say. 99 or 2000. Yeah, I do say. <laughs> um, is that a portent of things to come? It might be. Uh, <laughs> life spoilers. Um, so, uh, but yeah, with the, the acoustic guitar and the kind of um, folky singing. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah part of it um and another thing is jonathan colton the, the only reason i know who he is is because 
he with uh, Greg Pak and, um, and an artist, I can't remember their name, they actually made a comic book uh, based on one of his, his songs. It was I had no clue. Code Monkey Save World. Oh, yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, that's, that's how I kind of know who he is. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I really like that version that you just played. That's awesome. <laughs> Check it out, man. Listen to the whole thing. It's, it's pretty awesome. So, all right. So what um, is your next one? My next one is, uh, since my list has been pretty much a sausage fest up to this point, <laughs> I'm going to try to alleviate that a little bit and um, play a, a cover that, I like you were saying earlier, I didn't realize was a cover until cool. probably not too long ago, um, <laughs> but um, until I heard it maybe a movie or a, a commercial or something like that. But um, it is a song, Killing Me Softly, with his song. Mm. Um, my favorite version is by Fuji's, but it was originally by Lori Lieberman back in the seventies. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, this is uh, one of my favorite cover songs. The the thing I like about this version is that the verses are mostly just just the drum track there's not really any instrumentation beyond that oh, yeah. so it's really just Lauren Hill's voice and and the mm. drums um, which you don't hear and the song was a huge like smash hit yeah. from coast to coast when it came out so um, I don't know if it was um, nostalgia in mm-hmm. part by people who had heard the original uh, which was certainly not me but um, also the uh, Fuji's were huge back in the day so yeah um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> no, all I got, I, evidently. <laughs> no, I would say, I don't know. Um, that was another one for me as well that I, when I heard that, like they definitely made that song their own. Um, I, I yeah. totally thought it was just them until like years later that I found out it was like a cover. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I still remember that video. They're like in a movie theater. Um, I don't remember like a lot of it, but there's like different parts of that. Um, but, uh, it's like another thing like seared in my brain cause it was just played like constantly that year. Um, yeah, there was like coast to coast. Everybody listened to that song. It was awesome. Yeah. That's a good choice, man. Thank you. Thank Solid you. choice. That's a good song. Limp, Limp Biscuit and Fuji's. <laughs> <laughs> the two that everybody always brings together. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let it never be said. I don't have range. That's right. That's right. All right. So, uh, my next one is, um, I have a fun story about this one after we hear it, but, uh, it is uh, the first of the like real like pop punk uh, songs that I have, and it's by The Main, and it is I Wanna Love You, originally by Akon featuring Snoop Dogg. Grinding, up on that pole. I know you see me looking at you and you already know. I wanna love you. So I like this song either way. Both versions are fantastic. I like a lot of pop punk, so this is fun for me. Uh, but the story around this is, is why I really put it in here. Uh, I listen to this a lot. It's just like one of the ones, again, I have just on my playlists because uh, I like a lot of covers. But in this version of the song, he says, I want to love you most of the time. I think all of the time. But in the original version, he says, I want to fuck you. And because nice. it's about like a stripper that he's like watching right. or whatever, <laughs> naturally. So whenever this cover version came out i played it for my family and i was like hey i like the song a lot and they were like all like yeah this is great and blah 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 my brother got married and his new wife had kids already and 
their kids, I think her daughter Addie was uh, maybe like nine or ten at the time. I can't really remember. And at the wedding, I was the DJ. And she came up to me and was like, hey, can you play that song? And in my head, I had both versions. And at parties, I played the other version because that's the version people wanted to hear at a party. You know, like the hip hop and like the cussing's fine or whatever. And I was like, okay. Because I was like... I was like, my brother, Jeff, I was like, uh, this is my other brother. I was like, hey, do you uh, do you want me to play the song? And he's like, yeah, whatever. And I was like, okay, we're at a wedding, you know, in like a church basement or whatever, like in a wedding hall. I'll play it, though. And I play it. And my my niece, Addie, proceeds to go dance with my new sister-in-law, her mom, to this song. And it gets to, I want to fuck you. And my dad goes, oh, no. and everybody turned and i like cut it off immediately and i was like yeah i agree that should not have been played at this wedding uh (laughs) so yeah don't play the original version at a wedding don't play this version at a wedding who wants to hear that either but uh yeah that's my story man right (laughs) (laughs) well a, a, a real quick wedding story for me is when uh brandy and i got married um as we were leaning up to it brandy's mom insisted that we play pink's rock star that that uh-huh. song at our wedding and i had to tell her multiple times this song is about her getting divorced so <laughs> i'm not gonna play that at our wedding so that's awesome that was never never on our playlist. she's like it's catchy just go with right. it. <laughs> that, that was her thing yeah it's catchy who doesn't like me so um awesome. yeah yeah my next pick is we're, we're gonna change it up a little bit and uh, i may shock you and rock you to your core. Oh, wow. (laughs) Uh, This is another case where I was only familiar with the cover version of the song and not the original version, which is weird when you find out (laughs) who the artists are. So the original version was by Soundgarden and the cover. So Soundgarden is a band that I'm familiar with, you know, Uh been around for a long time. Um, Had not heard the song by them before. Um, But I... Later on, I heard this cover version by one Mr. Johnny Cash, and oh, I fell in love with it immediately. So Johnny Cash is the one country artist I give a pass to. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I uh, will put on a, uh, a playlist of his on Spotify from time to time and uh, just kind of chill out to it. But uh, his version of Soundgarden's Rusty Cage is my favorite version of that song. Interesting. And there's a portion towards the towards the bridge of the song where things get like really like um, distorted and um, kind of hard hardcore for 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 Johnny Cash, yeah, who mostly does things acoustic, um, but I love it. It's one of my I'm favorite things ever. My, gonna break my rusty cage and run. But yeah, I don't know how I went so many years without hearing that Soundgarden song because I've noticed that they play that on one of the local rock stations here in uh, in Oklahoma. Uh, but it's one of those things I was just I just somehow <laughs> avoided for thirty yeah. something years. Um, well, I guess about twenty something years, uh, sure, based on when it came out. But uh, but yeah, this is the go to version. Uh, of that song for me right on and if i'm going through and listening to you know some johnny cash songs that i've got this is probably the first one that i play and then go through some of his other material but uh johnny cash's rusty cage is my uh my next pick there right on um yeah i don't know that 
uh, either of those songs. I've never heard that Johnny Cash one. Um, do you have it more Johnny Cash? I don't want to spoil anything. No. Uh, on your playlist. Okay, so no. a lot of I almost put this online because it's really good, but uh, the Johnny Cash cover that I usually hear about is uh, "Hurt" um, yeah. from Nine Inch Nails, which is a great song, and it's he. It I like both of those songs, like both versions of that song, but he really like man, you can like feel the pain in his version. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, the the music video for his version of "Hurt" mm. is kind of in black and white, and it's um, you can see the age that he wears on his face, and I remember. There are some shots where his eyes have some like tears in them, not because he's crying, but just because when you get older, you know, your <laughs> your eyes just get wet <laughs> for some reason. So just get wet eyes. <laughs> Show title. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I do like that that cover of his. Um, uh-huh. And he's done a bunch of different covers from, yeah. from other country songs, some rock songs. Um, I don't think he's done any hip hop songs, yeah. but, um, yeah, he know. also does a, a really good version of personal Jesus by Depeche Mode uh-huh. that I like quite a bit, but, uh, Rusty Cage is my, my favorite all time Johnny Cash song. Yeah. Right on. I'll have to listen to that. Um, cause I love Johnny Cash, but, um, mm-hmm. I haven't really ex- explored a lot of the covers he's done and stuff and he really just makes them his own. It's like so unique, you know, his voice and everything, the way he does music. So yeah, when, whenever he rad. works with, with Rick Rubin, uh, who is a legendary producer, he, he's, Rick Rubin is always able to help him find the songs that he can really transform and make his own. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. All right. So uh, my next one um, is Creep by, I have no idea how to say this, the, by Scala and Kalakni Brothers. That's how I'm going to say <laughs> okay. it. Okay. Um, right. So they are actually, uh, as far as I understand, the last time I looked them up, I meant to do this before the podcast, but oh well, here we go. Uh, they compose like children's choirs or a children's choir to do songs. So they actually have like a few different versions of songs that I like. Uh, they do like yellow from Coldplay. Uh, but this song creep by Radiohead, which is an amazing song, um, that everybody loves. But, um, here we go with this one. So this song, I first heard it, and most people did, uh, from the trailer for The Social Network. Okay. Uh, this is the song used for that. And it's, I actually watched that again today because it's one of my favorite trailers. It's just really well cut. And uh, David Fincher had started with, I think, with this movie, and then he's kind of gone into his other trailers for other movies that he uses, like, slowed down, uh, stripped down versions of songs, like rock songs and stuff, for his trailers. And there's just something so... Like, his trailers are, like, short films in and of themselves. They're so good. And they are so beautiful. Like, his cinematographer, whoever he chooses and stuff, they're always so beautiful. And so uh, this song, though, just, like, is really striking to me. It's really cool. And uh, I, there's also just something to say about, like, a children's choir, like, all singing fuck at the same time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just pretty rad. And right. uh, and so I really like this version a lot. It's kind of haunting. It's... Um, I don't know. I, I really like this one. I Like I said, I also listen to Yellow from Coldplay, and um, I don't even listen to Coldplay anymore, but that song I like a lot. And they, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah they, they, they just do a lot of covers and stuff. So, um, but yeah, this Creep, Creep song is, is pretty rad. Yeah, I mean, it sounded really good. Um, that's, that's funny that you've got a, a children's version of a song because um, we've got one um, from one of our listeners who submitted a song to us that was also similar. Uh, oh yeah, interesting. That. But uh, uh, I won't spoil that yet. I know I'm excited <laughs> for the next song on my list. Um, 
you know my favorite band is is Slipknot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the lead singer of Slipknot, he's actually in two popular bands. He's in yeah. Slipknot, of course, and but he's also in a band called Stone Sour. Uh, most people are familiar with the song Bother that came out. Um, okay. It was released with the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie. Oh. Um, but it's, in, instead of a metal band, it's more of a, just a straight-up rock and roll band. But through Stone Sour, they actually did a cover of the Chris Isaac song, Wicked Game. Ooh. And they they didn't really rock it up too much. It's really just kind of a a straightforward version of, of that song. Mm-hmm. The guitar isn't as... Um, the guitar, guitar is a little bit different in, instead of the kind of steel guitar-y type yeah. sound and, and holding notes. It's more just like a an acoustic type song. But, cool. uh, but yeah, this is uh, Wicked Game by Stone Sour. No, I don't want to fall in love No, I don't so it's a bit different than stuff I normally listen to, but mm-hmm. I like this version of that song a lot. Yeah, so yeah, and I would though, totally listen to that. Yeah, yeah, even though it's not like a big, uh, a big difference between mm-hmm. that song and the original, um, I do prefer that version. I guess. Yeah. No, yeah, I dig that. Yep. All right. Um, so the next one that I have. Uh, we are definitely going to have to post the video to our Twitter account. So okay. I was, this is what I, uh, Britt and I had talked about. We're going to have a, a few honorable mentions at the end, uh, specifically for songs. Uh, the, the intention was for songs that we couldn't find on Spotify that we found other places. Um, I was shocked that this was actually on Spotify. So it's there and it's going to be on our list. So that's cool. But the video makes it. So uh, it is All the Small Things <laughs> by Postmodern Jukebox. With Puddles the Clown. (laughs) (laughs) That made me laugh so hard I lost my my headphones. That was fantastic. (laughs) Uh, So all the small things, uh, originally by Blink-182, but here we go. Surprises let me know she cares. Say it ain't so. I will not go. Turn the lights off. Okay, so this is kind of why I was talking about. This is not like my favorites. Like I would not listen to this song necessarily like uh, all you know on my on Spotify or whatever. Like it's great. Uh, it's a cool version. Uh, Postmodern Jukebox, from what I can tell on their YouTube page, uh, the few songs that I did listen to are like they do a lot of covers of like modern songs, but like in an old timey way. Like uh, they have a lot of female singers as like backup and and also uh, in the forefront and everything. But they have like pianos and. It's all like stand-up bass. It's all really cool, and um, they have these videos with Puddles the Clown, and he is this guy online who he has lots of different versions of songs um, online. But he has a great fucking voice. But he's a clown. He's a depressed clown. Right. Uh, he's a sad clown. And for some reason, uh, one night, like I, mean, I think we were drunk, and I found this, and I showed Amanda one, and we watched like eight of these videos. Um, I'm pretty sure they do. God, they do a hallelujah. He does hallelujah, uh, which is another song I almost put on here uh, by Leonard Cohen. But there's a lot of different versions mm-hmm. like Jeff Buckley and and everybody that does a cover of that. But he does a cover of that. That's really pretty phenomenal. And it's kind of interesting to see a clown sing that song because it's such a <laughs> depressing not even depressing, but like such an emotional song. Right. But uh, yeah, so I wouldn't recommend it necessarily. I, I don't listen to this song a lot, but 
Uh, this video, for some reason, it's so fucking weird. <laughs> and his voice is so good, though, that I just yes. love it. Yes, yeah. Um, my wife actually watches America's Got Talent, and, and yes. Puddles the Clown is on there this he season. Was, he's saying, uh, see ya, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Brandy said, hey, you, you have to watch this. So I watched him do a performance, and he would come out, but he would not speak yep. Like during it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like as they were setting up to him singing, so he would just have to communicate through like gesturing or yep. whatever. And then uh, once it came time for him to sing... Yeah, he has, he has the voice of an angel. Yep. Oh, yeah. A clown angel. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the, the best kind of angel. <laughs> <laughs> but on his uh, his briefcase that's sitting right next to him, as he's sitting down singing, that's how depressed he is, <laughs> yeah. it says Puddle's Pity Party on Yeah, it. oh, I love it. Um, it's uh, just the, the whole thing is like his backing band and everyone is dressed nicely and yep. in black, like dress wear and everything. But uh, but yeah, he's just uh, just a sad fella. Just a sad fella. Yeah, so for some reason it just cracks me up, and uh, then I'm like, it's actually like legit good, though, so yeah. It is. I dig yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, we'll, we'll tweet out the uh, the link to that YouTube video so people can check it out. Right on. My next song is going to be um, a song that was originally done by Michael Jackson, um, but it was covered by Fall Out Boy featuring John Mayer. And uh, wow, that's an interesting trio of people like yes. all around. <laughs> <laughs> Not a, uh, a huge fan of any of them, if I'm being <laughs> honest, but um, I do like this version of uh, Michael Jackson's Beat It. So that version of, of Beat It is um, definitely more more hard rock than yeah. uh, Michael Jackson's version. But um, the way Patrick Stump, the lead singer of Fall Out Boy, the way he sings it, there's still quite a bit of soul mm-hmm. to it. Um, even though he's like a super white guy, like I don't know how he goes out in the sun without catching on fire. He's <laughs> that white. But um, yeah, he, he does a really good job of it. And then... The John Mayer part of it is not vocals, as far as I'm I'm aware. Um, he just plays some additional guitar and then lead guitar in the bridge, and mm. he can fucking shred. Like I'm not super familiar with I didn't realize. John Mayer's work, but yeah. uh, I, I hear that from from uh, people in the industry is that yeah he's a, a really really good guitar player. Yeah. So um, so yeah, uh, check out that version of, uh, of Beat It because it's it's awesome. What an interesting uh, <laughs> pairing of people. I would never expect that. Like when you said that, I was like, are you sure? Right? Did you, <laughs> did you read that right? <laughs> it's just a bunch of people I made up. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So how did you... I, I've, I feel like I've heard that song around, but I, I haven't heard it a lot. So and, and since you said you don't really listen to any of those people or whatever, how did you find that? Do you remember? I, I was just derping around on iTunes one yeah. day and uh, came across it. it. And uh, I was like, surely the song isn't good. And now it's uh, one of my favorite covers of all time. Right on. So interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's cool. All right, so uh, my next one um, is uh, the one you mentioned previously, uh, Boys in the Hood by Dynamite Hack, okay. uh, originally by Easy e I was pumping new shit, buying WA. It was gangster, gangster at the top of the list. Then I played my own shit, I went something like this. Cruising down the street in my 6 jogging the bitches. So first, straight up the gate, I'm going to say I think it's funny that every version I've ever found of this song uh, does just go blank at the N-word on there, which is probably for the best because it's a bunch of white guys yes. singing it now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it always cracks me up because it's just like, 
because uh, this is another one kind of like uh, the other one I mentioned previously that uh, that I, I sing at karaoke a lot, um, uh, like Total Eclipse of the Heart. This is one of the songs, like once that was released, I just knew all the words from the Dynamite Hack version and really liked them. So I would sing it a lot. Um, and everybody usually uh, freaks out kind of the same thing. A lot of people know the words and stuff and uh, kind of like the, this version. It's another one that's like acoustic and kind of just like mellow and catchy and whatever. The video for this was also funny. I used to watch it all the time back in the day. Um, now it kind of makes me, it's like a nightmare hellscape because it's uh, a bunch of white dudes like on a golf course and polos. And it's like, it makes me think of like douchebags now. But at the time it was like really funny because it's like, you know, a juxtaposition of, of the song essentially or whatever with like these guys just kind of like, hey, everybody, we're here or whatever. But uh, but I still like it a lot. Um, I listen to the song again, another one on my playlist all the time that I just really dig. So I've, I've liked this song for years now. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That song was inescapable back when it, oh, it yeah. first came out. Like everybody heard that song. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that was before I ever heard the, the original. Um, oh, yeah. Definitely before I heard the original, because I still am confused as to who the original artist is. <laughs> is, it, right. is it NWA? Is it Easy E? Will we ever know? Who knows? Yeah, we even like <laughs> took a break and tried to look it up, and it was like Easy E as part of NWA. What does it even mean? <laughs> like, was it him or was it not? Was it them? Who knows? I actually threw my Mac out the window <laughs> and then had enough time to go buy a new one, set it up, and then finish recording. We actually started, yeah, finished recording a week later. Right. <laughs> Um, my, my penultimate song yep. is, um, another twist I'm going to throw at you, Stephen. Mm. Um, did you ever watch the TV show Glee? Yes. Um, there was one particular song on that, uh, that show and they did a shitload of different cover songs. Um, but all of them were kind of fair to Midland to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's one that really caught my ear, which was the Glee version of Smooth Criminal originally by Michael Jackson as well. Oh, interesting. Um, And it was sung by Naya Rivera, who is a regular on that show, with a uh, guest starring Grant Gustin, who would later go on to become The Flash on the CW TV show. Yes. Yeah. Um, He can sing. Boy can sing. And um, they are accompanied by uh, a group called Two Cellos, which is really just two two celloists that are are playing. And... um, there's a video of it on YouTube, but the, the audio is different because of copyright reasons. Mm-hmm. But um, this is the the Glee version of Smooth Criminal. Annie, are you okay? God damn it, Annie, are you okay? <laughs> Just tell us. <laughs> She's holding us in suspense. Um, yeah, so that is, uh, that's also my go-to version for that song. Uh, yeah, right like on. I'm not a huge Michael Jackson fan, and uh, not, well, I was going to say for not any particular reason, but for <laughs> one very particular reason. Um, yeah. But uh, but also the, the music is just so like ever-present in, in our society that yeah. I've never really felt the urge to go out and buy anything just because it will show up <laughs> eventually. You know? um, That's a good point. <laughs> but uh, I like that version a lot. I think the, the cellos do a lot for me on that yeah. song. There's not any drums or anything. It's literally just cellos and yeah. vocals on there. So um, That's so, yeah. pretty rad. Um, yeah, so I, I we used to watch Glee a whole lot, and I, I actually liked a lot of the songs. Um, I used to listen to a bunch, and then they kind of fell by the wayside because I feel like the same. Like, eventually... 
they were kind of, you know, fair to Midland and everything with me as well. But uh, some of them are really great. And that one I like a lot, in particular because it has nothing else but the cellos. But it still has, like, so much energy to it. Like, that's awesome. Uh, like, yeah, they, the, the sharp staccato, you know? Yeah, they did a, a really good job of it. I don't know who uh, does the compositions on mm-hmm. Glee or did the compositions on Glee, but they really um, did something unique with that yeah. version of it. No, and it's, yeah. I like the I like two cellos as well. They have a few different uh, videos online, too, that are pretty rad. So uh, I didn't realize it was them. I don't, I don't really remember that episode necessarily or that song on there because, um, again, we had stopped at some point, so I might have missed it. But uh, I did yeah. think it was funny that uh, Grant Gustin had gone on to, do, to be the Flash because uh, I was like, oh, yeah, he was that, that dude from Glee. He could sing, right. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. So my next song is I Will Always Love You. And Whitney Houston actually covered this song of, you know, Dolly Parton's. But I feel like Whitney's is like the version that everybody knows. It's kind of like her song. And the version that I know, he specifically references the Whitney song from the Bodyguard soundtrack. And that's why he's covering it. So I'm going to say this is a cover of the Whitney Houston song. But it is by a guy named Josh Weathers. And I don't remember how I found this. It might have been on Reddit, but it was... uh, uh, it's like a live performance on uh, YouTube. Again, this is one that I was going to put in the honorable mentions. And randomly now it's on Spotify, which is awesome. This like live nice. version uh, that somebody had filmed at this bar in Dallas, I think, uh, of this guy doing it. But he goes, it's really cool. The video is really great. Uh, the song itself on Spotify cuts out his talking in the beginning. But I actually like the whole story behind it. And I listen to that usually. Um, he talks about how like his mom... Uh, back in like 1992 when the Bodyguard soundtrack came out, his mom had the cassette tape and just kept it on a repeat. And so he knows every word to every song on the Bodyguard soundtrack. <laughs> and it's just like hilarious. And he sings like a few of them just like for fun. But he's like, it's my mom's birthday today. She's not here, but I want to sing this for her. And then he proceeds to fucking nail this song so well. It's it's insane. And he hits all the notes, which is crazy. Uh, but I, I can't get enough of it. Um, I really like uh, his version is, and especially it's like a live kind of shitty, like YouTube version, but I really like, um, kind of like scratchy vocals. It's, it's partly why I like the airborne toxic event. I like a little like distortion and stuff, uh, in a normal kind of setting. Uh, so, uh, here we go. So I particularly like this song a lot because it's just him on a stage with his electric guitar and he's just kind of like picking along with it. So it's like really stripped down. Um, it makes me think of this uh, a particular version of uh, Glycerin by Bush that I like a lot where it was just Gavin Rossdale on stage at some concert somewhere. Um, and it's just him with his electric guitar and not the whole band. And it's such a good version of that song. And this kind of reminds me of that. Um and it's, it's also kind of like, why I like to hear him do the story is, um, it kind of means something that he's like singing this for his mom and everything. Like it is a little more passion behind it and uh, a little more emotion. And, uh, but then when he gets into it and it's like, there's like a part towards the end where like the big note comes on and I like watching the video because he like, he like pauses and like turns and like coughs to be like, prepare for it. And it comes back, and when he gets that note, the like the crowd in this little bar like just goes fucking crazy, <laughs> and it's so cool. Um, so yeah, I just really really like this song a lot. It's just uh, this is one in particular that I I I like to listen to. That's that's emotional, but 
um, his voice just like blows me away every single time I hear it. So yes, um, and I agree with you. the uh, The Whitney Houston version is the the go to version yeah. of this. Um, I've heard the Houston version and the Dolly Parton version of the song, and both of them are good. But Whitney Houston's is just like you know a couple of steps above the yeah. the original for sure. Anytime there's a singing competition show and somebody says, I'm going to sing, <laughs> sing the song, yeah. um, everybody's reaction is, you can't sing like Whitney, what are you doing? Like, yeah. Nobody ever goes, oh, you can't sing like Dolly. Like Nobody, <laughs> nobody yeah. has that, that, uh, <laughs> that separation there. But uh, but yeah yeah I uh, I definitely want to go back and and uh, watch that video to yeah. uh, <laughs> to see him uh, pull off that note. Oh dude, it's good. So for the past few songs, I've kind of gotten out of my comfort zone, you know, with with some mm-hmm. of the artists that I've mentioned. Um, but for the end, for my last cover song here, I want to get things back on track in a very big way. People who know me know I like two specific things. I like metal. And I like Ninja Turtles. Oh. We're going to do Bonded by Blood's cover what? of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle theme song. So that song fucking rips. And That's awesome. I, <laughs> I love it. And uh, sometimes I will, uh, when I'm riding in the car with my wife, I will turn that song on and just let it happen yep. and wait for my wife to realize what song <laughs> we're listening to. Um, I've got it on my metal playlist, so if I have that going on in the car, she is able to tune out most of this stuff. Yeah. But once it gets to uh, the Ninja Turtle theme song lyrics, <laughs> she's like, what are you doing? Why are you playing this? Um, but uh, yeah, that is uh, one of my all-time favorite cover songs. That was for great. Sure. That is uh, everything that I love about uh, life. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's all kind of kind of bottled up into one. So. Like if I if I were to be like, I need to get Brent the ultimate gift. I'm gonna go out in the world and pay a metal band to do something. <laughs> that's what they're gonna do. Like like how that. I mean, like obviously there's a lot of fans out there. That's that's just totally rad, man. That's totally rad. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that was all of our picks. You can find all of those songs on Spotify. In particular, our Spotify playlist that we're going to put together. Um, do you have any idea what we're planning to name this, this playlist? Uh, so far I named it, uh, LTAS pod presents or, uh, recommends, I think LTS pod recommends cover songs. Okay. So awesome. Awesome. We'll figure it out though. Uh, yeah. I, we will definitely tweet the link with that, uh, that Spotify playlist so you can go, go find that and, uh, jam out to it yourself. And we're planning on later down the road, revisiting, um, the cover songs topic and mm-hmm. maybe add some more songs onto that playlist. Um, but uh, in the meantime, I want to check in with the audience and ask them what some of their favorite cover songs are. And uh, you can let us know by uh, email or uh, by Twitter. Our email is let's talk about stuff podcast at gmail.com. And on Twitter, we are LTAS pod. And uh, actually, earlier today, I received a recommendation. Brent Duke recommended that we check out the kids cover of the Tool song, 46 and 2. Um, <laughs> and he sent us the YouTube link, which we will tweet out whenever this episode posts. Awesome. Um, is it like a kids bop thing or is it something different? No, it's um, it's kids at a, I guess, a, a music foundation uh-huh. who 
come together and they are in this recording studio. O'Keefe Music Foundation is the name of, uh, I guess, the the group or the the, the foundation that, that has these kids play. Uh-huh. Um, but they, I don't really know a whole lot about it. Yeah, that's cool. But uh, no, it's definitely not a, a kids' bop version. That's what I was like. A, that's weird. Very, <laughs> very much a, a kids' cover. Um, that's awesome. Of, of this song. So even though it's by kids, it's it, it's not a kids' butt version yeah, of the yeah. song by any means. It's uh, kids at a music foundation that know how to play their instruments. Um, and the video of it is the children at this recording studio all recording their parts. So you can actually oh, see awesome. them playing their instruments and everything. And um, They're already more accomplished than I am. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, same here, right? Um, the the kid who plays bass, um, he's really like tearing it up. Yeah, you know, um, that's rad. Tool is a is a definitely a uh, a hard band to cover just because they're so um, I don't know they're just so musical. I, I guess I yeah, don't yeah. really know any other way to say it. Um, but uh, yeah, those kids definitely do a an awesome version of that song. Right on. So. Thanks for uh, letting us know about that, Brant. Yeah. So there are some other songs that we wanted to mention that couldn't quite make our list because they weren't on Spotify or whatever reason. Um, But what we're going to do is give them the honorable mention slot, and we'll go ahead and tweet out the YouTube links so you can go check those out. Stephen, do you have some songs that you wanted to to mention? Yeah. So I had, uh, like I kind of said throughout it, that there were two of my songs that I didn't think were going to show up on Spotify that ended up showing up on there. So that's cool. Uh, but there was one that I, I had on the side that I particularly thought of because of you. And I'd wondered if you had ever heard it before. And so uh, I like to play that. So uh, this is um, What I've Done. Uh, originally by Linkin Park, uh, but this version is by Marie Digby. So uh, I think, for one, she just has a good voice. She actually has a, another cover that I like for Umbrella by Rihanna. Uh, that's really good. But um, I, yeah, since you like Linkin Park so much, I like this, but... Hearing her version, like the Lincoln Park song is really, really good, and I liked it anyway, but hearing her version kind of uh, allowed me to kind of hear the lyrics and, and, and also hear how like beautiful that song actually is. And right, yeah. uh, again, kind of you were saying like going from like a, a male to like a female voice to it kind of changes it up. It's like really interesting. So Yeah, it brings a different context to it, and uh, it, it can trigger certain things in your ears where the lyrics haven't been changed at all, but yeah. your ear picks it up differently for yeah. whatever reason, recontextualizes it. Um, that's funny that you bring up Linkin Park because <laughs> why wouldn't why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I? Um, unfortunately, none of the, the songs that they do as covers are available on Spotify. Oh, no. I tried finding different versions of different songs. I, I just couldn't find anything. My favorite song that they cover is a Nine Inch Nails song called Wish. Um, it's not on the radio or anything like that, so uh, I don't imagine you've ever heard that. No. Have you ever listened to any Nine Inch Nails before? No, uh, just like singles and stuff, so yeah, I've never heard that one. Okay. It's, uh, I mean, the the original song is good, but uh, to me, Linkin Park, it, they do a more rocky version of the song. Mm-hmm. Not like Balboa, but you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like hard rock. Adrian! Uh, 
but yeah, so that is uh, that's one of my favorite uh, songs. I was really bummed out. That was like the first song I wrote down to add onto our Spotify oh, playlist, but yeah. unfortunately, it wasn't uh, wasn't on there. Um, do you have any other honorable? I, yeah, mentions? I don't have any other ones. So okay, so my uh, my final one will be it's a one single cover by two different bands. Uh, I think back in 2015. Uh, a couple of bands were touring together, and they went over to London, and that's where all the cool shit happens, evidently, Apparently. because you'll see you'll see a bunch of uh, shit happening in London that will never happen again. <laughs> um, but it was when um, Slipknot and Korn mm. co-headlined a tour together in 2015. They went over to London, and I'm not sure why they decided to do it, but I'm glad they did. They decided to cover Beastie Boys' Sabotage. What the fuck? <laughs> I know, right? That sounds awesome. And they did a, a really awesome version of it. So it's filmed at this live concert in, uh, in London, but the way it's shot, and you can find it on YouTube, we'll tweet that link as well, um, it's done really cinematically, um, and there's a lot of energy on the stage, uh-huh. you can tell. Uh, those bands are just energetic anyway, but uh, yeah, they do an awesome version of that song. Yeah, that's awesome. They've never released it on any type of audio format you can download, so uh-huh. I don't know if you've secretly got a way to to rip it or what, audience, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, at least check out the the uh, YouTube video because it is friggin' awesome. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's a good song, man. I When you said that too, I was like, oh man, I always forget about Sabotage for some reason. Like, I don't right? play that, but that <laughs> song is so good. It'll get you in a Star Trek movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, uh, clearly we like cover songs a lot. And, and like Britt mentioned, we'll uh, do this again because uh, we, we, we both definitely have more that we wanted to include, uh, even outside of those honorable mentions. So uh, please, like he had said, uh, you know, tweet us, uh, email us uh, what your favorite cover songs are. We'd like to hear them because it's always just fine, fun to find new songs, new versions of songs we all love. So, yeah, it's uh, yeah. Yep. Yes. <laughs> that's I don't know that's how I was trying to, to say about that. It. Yep. That's all. That's it. You said it all right there. So, yeah, if you'd like to let us know what your favorite cover songs are, tweet at us at LTASpod or email us at let's talk about stuff podcast at gmail.com. You can follow Stephen on Letterboxd and Twitter at stephenfisher 22 You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Brent Hibbert. And I think that is going to do it for this show. All right. Well, until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And let's talk later. Silence. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to do a... Oh, yeah. But first. I guess I'll do my part. Sorry, I was, I was messing with the monitoring. No worries, man. <clears throat> My God, there's a lot of editing to be done today. Wow, we're at... Uh... Hopefully just in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, you know that's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs>
And I was telling my friend that was staying here, Obima, about this podcast. Uh, I was like, yeah, this is how we do it. Like, how we record. We record over Skype. And she was like, you guys should do a YouTube channel. And I was like, no. No. And she was like, she's all about YouTube. And I was like, no. Obima, no. 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 I, we, this is what we like. I don't want to be seen. <laughs> we don't even like taking selfies. So. Exactly. Like, <laughs> we took one, uh, you know, a series of pictures to not take pictures for years. <laughs> this is how it goes. Radio faces. Yep. I don't know. Yep. <laughs> See, this is what I was talking about. I don't know how to, like, lead into it, like, naturally or whatever. Did you say it was started all off? It, it was started... Did I say that? It, what, it was... What, what's the name of the song? Pursuit of Happiness. Oh, wow. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't even get any of those words correct. Did you... <laughs> are you drunk or is the uh, connection bad? Um, it's all me. Yep. It's all me. <laughs> They actually did a cover of, um, my mind just went blank. Uh, <laughs> Here, I'm going to write this down. And That's a long title. Damn it. <laughs> Shit. Son of a bitch. Hold on. I'm going to have to write this down. <laughs> yeah. That's in parentheses. Right. <laughs> Man. Let's get choked up. Did you swallow so, too many dicks last night? <laughs> I did. I did one too many. I should have stopped at nine. I know my cutoff stopped. is nine. Yep. But you got excited. It was did, a Wednesday. Did you just say butts? <laughs> you can take way more in the butt. It's the mouth that's the problem because you need to talk yeah. to the next day, you know. So. Yeah, absolutely. I don't need to sit down. Some songs that we wanted to also mention on, uh, or do honorable mentions for, um, that's, that's not a good setup at all, Stephen. <laughs> um, there was something I was going to ask you about, um, I don't remember what it was, I've written down so many, uh, was it length or girth? Related. Uh, ma- mainly girth. Okay, yeah. Length, from what I understand, length isn't important anyway. That's so. what I hear. And right. good thing, right? Right. For real. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like a like two suction cups down there. <laughs> I just pictured that. And I'm <laughs> I'm more intrigued than I am repulsed, weirdly. Good, yeah. Yeah. You know it's it's uh, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> So I was just passionate, like. <laughs> That's what sex Listen. is, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's I can climb buildings. I don't know about you, but. Dude. That's a talent. Spider dick. Spider dick. <laughs> <laughs> Show title? <laughs> hey, what do you guys want to eat? Pizza! Cowabunga, dude. Boom.